I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer Neil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories most creepy and most basta, and be critically silly doing it. Well, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Radical! Are you? No, really. Alright, cool. <laughs> um, uh, and tonight we're doing Far Lieth Weather. Or Far Lieth Weather? Did anyone look up the pronunciation? <laughs> no. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So this is another Curtisville story uh, by M.M. Pratt 99. You can check it out on creepos.wiki. Um, I advise you to do so if you want to not get spoiled before we do the uh, our, all our a whole shtick. Boom. You can do it. And we're going to start now. So the narration, or the rundown. Um, Welsh is back. Cap- uh, cons- or, uh, Detective Welsh. <laughs> Werewolf cop. Oh yes, wolf coppin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> wolfman cop uh, is back, and uh, he's is basically kind of starting off where the other one ended, where he's like marching through the or he's going through the uh, the, the woods to the other location or the other like that shed or where that bunker. Where Bear told him not to go. Yeah, exactly. And it's like all fog and shroud, and like uh, it reminds him of stories of the Gray Man or the Far Lyeth that uh, his his grandfather told him, um, and uh, he was. Told that he'd be fine because he's one of the true people, not like human, like, like not full human, and that's what the gray man goes after. Um, but it's still like atmospheric and like kind of creeping him out. And then um, he he feels like he's like being watched, and then suddenly gets like pooed on by a seagull. <laughs> he, he feels a sticky substance hit the back of his head, and then he wipes it off to see it's a white sticky substance. Yeah, and then he realizes that it's guano. It's, yeah. Which is collect the whole set. Okay, guano balls. Is that is that the whole set? <laughs> guano the whole set of guano balls gets pooed on with guano. Okay, is that a reference to something? That I don't know. Ventura Pentatech or when Nature Calls, the second one. Oh wow, it's been a while since I've seen yeah. it. Where they make the balls out of guano. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, and then that's when a bunch of other um, police show up. Uh, and like, it's like, well, is that you? It's like, yeah. And then it, it turns out that it's like an elf and a pixie and some other half elf, half elf, like, yeah, half elf. Sorry, yes. Um, and they're 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 running like they're walking back to the bunker area. Um, and they're he's they're explaining to Welsh like what's down there is like not not like even worse than what Bear thought it was because uh, he didn't see the other room or something. Yes, and. Then they start talking about uh, like they they basically start like having in world like lore talk like chit chat about like like the consequences of what this of what's going on with this like the why this bunker's there and why there's like hundreds of dead people down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, like why would this one faction do it? But the way that they did it, it couldn't have been them, so it had to been someone else. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it might be like it might be the Fey folk because they were pissed off about Christians. Um, like tamping on their territory, it's like no, no, it wouldn't be them, um, or it's, and like just all that. Like we get a bunch of like kind of insetting like information about like the background of what's yeah. going on, um, 
And then he gets attacked by a uh, by a meddlesome fake creature or by like by this. That's uh, before we even got by, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're like they're talking, and he's just like swatting this thing away. It's just this uh, wandering titanian creeper, I believe is yeah. what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like some kind of plant, or is, like it's like a vine-like creature. I have notes on it. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's like a vine-like creature that he's just like, oh god, <laughs> just gets grabbed by it, and then yeah, and then uh, they, they they spend some time to get rid, like take it off, and then they realize it's just like they're explained. That it's um, it's out there because uh, elven folk who migrate to the real world or to the this 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 universe um, bring them as like a security um, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like properties. a barbed wire fence yeah. kind of situation, mm-hmm. or like a guard dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they they head they get to they get they reach the the bunker and it's got like yellow tape like crime tape and like people in suits that weren't there before and they're like, well, it looks like this has gone on like a higher, some some higher ups have shown up and stuff like that. And then we cut to Mark. Back to Mark across town reading that, or like yes. by, uh, scrounging for the letters that were under his bed. Oh, hi, under his pillow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, and he's continues reading uh, the letters that he finds under his bed um, from Constance from the previous uh, story. Yeah, and he's currently in his... Brother's room because yeah. he got migrated there because of the event with the telephone pole. Yep, yeah, and the lot previously. Of and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so he's down there uh, reading, and it's basically explaining uh, further that like Constance uh, wasn't the only one investigating the char- the Chalmers. That uh, apparently uh, the prissy clique, like the like uh, that like used to bully her, um, were also investigating it, and they investigated poorly. <laughs> Because a bunch of them got, like, cursed or hexed or something. And so, but now, like, she has some, a bunch of people that believe her. Like, that, like there's weird shit like that going on. Mm-hmm. Also, her parents, as well as, like, the entire community of Jehovah's Witness in the town have just vanished. Like, or vanished up to, like, a year prior. Yeah. So, like, Pretty they so. were, yeah, so, like... She was, and she was moving in with an adopted like elf family known mm-hmm. as the Teslas. Okay, it's 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 a Curtisville story. Sure, I'll buy it. Yeah. Um. And uh, would you like to? Can you help, can you help me a little, a little bit? I can't. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, uh, essentially, family went away. Yeah. Went to move in with these uh, with the elves, and then finds out about the the missing people, and then there's this uh, the other group of um, like cookie people that normally bully her, but now believe her, and they said they left her a note in her locker saying go to the old um, uh, storage maintenance locker, maintenance locker thing, um, and then she assumed that when she got there that they would just like give her shit. But they were actually on her side. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then what happens after that? Like after the <clears throat> we get them some information dump about like the yeah okay so they they believe her and they um, essentially s- figure to stop what's happened. They pretty much have to summon Cthulhu in a way. Yeah, they have to summon a creep. Uh, they have to summon um, some kind of like big bad to yeah. deal with the Chalmers. Yeah, and they. So it takes a few days for it to actually click in. Yeah. Uh, and then on the third day, they make an agreement with the the creature that the last one to leave the room is the one whose body you'll inhabit. Yeah. 
And of course, Constance, she she actually got duped. To that. She she was it was it was a double t- it was a double Hamlet where they were double duped. She was double duped because she thought she was going in there to get duped and like blamed by them, and then she wasn't, and they actually believed her. But they're still assholes, so they drugged her. Yes, <laughs> so that she was a little slower to to get a, get away from the table. Mm-hmm. So then, that's where it's told that she hasn't been in control of her body for a year, an entire year. Yeah, in, including all the times that she hung out with uh, with Mark and the letter that she that he. Or, uh, this is after. Sorry, yeah. That, okay. That, sorry, that was actually explained. Okay, so we re- we get up to a point where. Um, Mark falls asleep. Mark falls asleep and dreams of, uh, like, basically dream projects, like astral projects, but, like, through a dream, to the bunker. Yes. And walks into the bunker and, like, see uh, doesn't see the, the dead people and stuff like that, but sees all the people investigating the dead people. Yeah. And he's like, what, why is there all these people, like, look so sad, like, like sad and, like, dark and stuff like that? Like, it's just, like, a 60s vintage bunker. And then he goes to the vending machines that are just, like... Just nice and shiny and stuff of like that, and like there's a bunch of people investigating it, mm. and he goes over to it, and it's the vending machines are I guess they're like the candy vending machines because there's actually like because like, otherwise how does he see like what's inside of them? I guess yeah, that's, it, it's that's, not described. It, it, yeah, it really needed to like be mentioned that it was either like what. what? Well, even pop ones can have the see-through. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but but like when I when I thought of vending machine, for some reason I just immediately thought Coke of the machine. one the one that has like a chassis on the side on the front, and not like a glass pane that you can see what you're getting. Like a pop machine generally doesn't show you what's in it because it's a Pepsi machine. Yeah. It's all Pepsi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Whereas but, I mean, a, but yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like the way they, they do describe it, it, it could be take it's it's could be taken more to be. Glass front. Uh, the glass front. So anyways, the, yeah, inside is like this like liquid and like all these little like, at first he thinks that they're like chickadee fix, or like chick, or like little like baby bird chickens. fetuses and stuff. Yeah, little baby chickens and stuff. But then as the dream starts dissipating because he's looking hard enough, um, it starts becoming like simian, like human-like fetuses mm-hmm. that are just in this goop mix. And like there's an elf agent there that is going to hurl and then she does and then... Um, uh, that's when I believe Mark just kind of <clears throat> wakes up mm-hmm. after that event, and he goes for the note that's not there. Yeah, the notes aren't there, and but there's another note. There's like a scrap, like a like a scrawled, um, like essay <laughs> on a on a scrap of paper, mm-hmm. um, detailing that the letter and photos that I guess were in the envelope as well. Were that not, he didn't see yet. Yeah, that she had, he hadn't seen yet. Yeah, um, and all that stuff. Was all not Constance, Constance. It was Constance's body that had written that, and so that under the possession of the Gray Man. Because then we find out that she uh, got suckered into be ha- having her body possessed by the Gray Man to yes. do all this stuff. And not only did they take up the, the Gray Man under her with her body, cha- kill the Chalmers. They also wiped out. Uh, it also uh, wiped out the earthly population of Jehovah's Witness. I don't know if that's said. It's, it is explained er, like earlier that like <clears throat> uh, people were like whole like swaths of people have been disappearing across the globe. Yeah, but is it because it, it, of that? And, yeah, well, and then it explains that like that's what it was doing in that year. It was wiping out the witness. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, the Teslas knew about this, what was going on, and they like were trying to help Constance's spirit. Um, uh, 
in the best way they could and trying to stop the body. But eventually the body, I guess, like, offed itself or, like, fell into... Or maybe it was doing something and then it fell into the live wire and then cooked its, kicked the body, basically. It's not going to accidentally fall on top of a... So it might have done it by, <laughs> on, uh, by, uh, on purpose, then. From the sounds of it, what I gathered is they essentially... They, whoever the they are, got together to defeat the creature that was taking control of her body. Okay. And essentially killing Constance's body, but also getting rid of the creature. Yeah. So, now uh, Constance is, like, writing... Uh, was it, had only enough power, enough ability to write this letter to Mark and not say it to him. Uh, and basically bids him farewell and to, like... Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going out to a new. I'm going out to a new plane of existence. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's that's basically how the story ends. Is just Mark reads the final like words from her his friend, who apparently was not his friend for a year. Yeah. And he immediately rolled sand. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was far life weather. I apologize to the author and anybody who listened to that. It was pretty hack and slash rundown. I swear There's to God. a lot of words. There, a, lot did, a lot was happening <laughs> yes, in the story. Yes, yes. Um, so again, go check it out on creepos.wiki if you want like the full details of it. And then we'll go into our, 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 our usual segment. Everyone expects the Grand Inquisitions at this point. Basically start from the beginning, as I should. <clears throat> I would hope. Uh, the long fingers of fog seemed to have an oily consistence as it reached out and caressed his face. So it's supposed to be consistency. Um, Sorry, what was it? So, like, the long fingers of fog seemed to have an oily consistency as it reached out and caressed his face. Hmm. Yes. Um, and then the next one I have... However, this former god showed no sign of fading away, and for matters only known to him, decided to emigrate to the states where he took on a modern-day form that now had a big following among the coastal towns and villages of Northern California, Oregon, and parts of Canada, who also went by names of the Grey Lurker, yeah, the Grey Lurker, the Grey Lurker, Grimmen, or the Grey Gentleman. <sighs> So, run on sentence. That's an entire sentence? Yeah. Yeah. There are commas, but that's about it. I did. All right. But a nice use of however at the start. (laughs) Too bad the next sentence immediately has a start, a but at the the beginning. (laughs) Run buttons now. Yep. Yeah. So, I was just like, (sighs) I I read that. It's like, okay, that needs at least a period somewhere in there. (laughs) Um, And then the next one I have... uh, a lot of swearing and struggling insured. It's actually supposed to be ensued. Insured is what it said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, like, I am insuring. I understand. Yeah. Yes. Uh, next one is... They were now plotting their... Uh, they were now plotting the way through the nightmarish tangle of unpruned willow branches and neglected vegetation. It's actually supposed to be... They were pl- now plotting their way through the nightmarish tangle of blah, 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 blah. Um, the next one. You've got to freaking kidding me, man. So, just a simple one. Just It's missing a word. Um, you've got to be freaking kidding, kidding me, man. 
Yes. Yes, gamer. You, you, you seem conflicted. It's how the character talks. <laughs> All right, so, we have, so, we, so we have another caveman, uh, a caveman uh, speech. Yes. He's just so flustered. He's like, you do more. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you got to be, you got to kidding me, man. <laughs> uh, beg your pardon? <laughs> you heard me. I did, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I do want to make that t-shirt more and more. Every every episode, I want I want more and more to have a t-shirt where it's like it's how the character would talk, it's how the character would write, it's how the character would think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, the next one I have uh, something new has apparently has come up. So it's just just remove that that last has. So it says something new has apparently come up. Um, and the next one. I was in a particular, I was in a particularly festive mood that day because my totally troll horridus fa- parents, well, because my totally troll horridus parents, as well as the entire adult population of the Kingdom Hall community, had up and vanished like a fart in the wind. So maybe he, she, like the slang that she's going for is like troll horrendous. Because I looked up Horridus, which without... Because in the story, it's Horridus with an O-U-S at the end. But Horridus with a, just a U at the end is actually a word, but it's a superhero and and also, like I guess, a terminology for a horned lizard. <laughs> okay, so her parents are mixed breed troll and horned lizard. Maybe. Uh, duh, duh. <laughs> well, in that case, then you're, the, word, the word's still In wrong. this world, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, I, you're not wrong. Um, that's kind of one of the things I love about it. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, still, regardless then, it's still spelled wrong because Horridus is uh, spelled with a with just a, a U-S, not an O-U-S mm, okay. at the end. Um, and then the next one I have, somehow my diary ended up in Clarissa's clutches. And how I had no idea but to come clean about my... Oh, fuck. Okay. See, okay, this is the problem with this one. Okay. Somehow my diary ended up in Clarissa's clutches and how I had no idea... uh, And how I had no choice but to come clean about my secret investigation. I think the how in that sentence is supposed to be a now. now. Yeah. yeah. And now, because originally I was like, and how I have no idea. But no, it doesn't say that. It's how I had no, yeah. So yeah, it's supposed to be, and now I had no choice but to clean up, or but to come clean about my secret investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the next one, you probably already saw it, your dream with those things squirming around in those machines. So it's supposed to have, you probably already saw it in, you probably already saw it in your dream, with those squ- things squirming around in those machines. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah, <coughs> just miss- a lot of these ones are just missing like a single word that like maybe because the the writer was writing too fast and they just like skipped over a word. Mm-hmm. Um, easily fixed with a round of vending. Uh, old hatred like that can spread sometimes, burning like coal fires underground for decades until. They suddenly erupt like a volcano. Hmm. Weird. It's weird because, like, ugh. I had to read this again. Old hatred like that can spread sometimes, burning like coal fires underground for decades until 
they suddenly erupt like volcanoes. Sorry, I keep adding a and making things singular when they're they're plural in this in this uh, sentence. So like like a coal fire, but it's actually like coal fires underground, or erupt like a volcano, but it's actually erupt like volcanoes. Why does it have to be plural? It doesn't. It, that's how it is in the story, though. And I'm just, but like as I'm reading it, I keep adding, I keep making it like like. Burning like a coal fire underground, or burning like a volcano. But okay, but what's the problem with it? <laughs> the problem actually is it needs a com. It, so this story, uh, this sentence actually has two things I, I found that were wrong with it. Uh, the first one is there needs to be a comma between spread and sometimes. So it's old hatred like that can spread sometimes, burning like coal fires. But it could spread sometimes. It could spread sometimes. Like it could work either way. Yeah, but it's, it, it can. But I, I just feel like a comma would be better in that. Situation. No, but I'm saying like the comma could be on either side of the sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Work. Okay, yeah. Burn. Yeah, yeah. In your it could right. burn sometimes. Burning like yeah, it could spread sometimes. Burning like yeah, you know yeah. I recommend yeah. Either way, it works. Yeah, but it, way, it, does, it does need a comma. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, also, erupt is spelled wrong. Uh, erupt has is, has one too many R's. It has two R's in it, and only needs one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then my last grammar position. You might get your wish. Uh, you'll might get your wish granted, but you end up paying big time. So it just needs to be at the beginning. Just you might get your wish granted, not you'll, as in like you will get your. You will might get your wish granted, or just remove might. You'll get your wish granted, but yeah, yeah, exactly. the way it works. Yeah, exactly. But so something has to change. something has to something has to be removed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and that's my grammar inquisitions. Mikey, how many butts and ands? Uh, there's a few. You already touched on one. I did. You did. You son of a... How <laughs> 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 dare you take my thunder. <laughs> you swore you never would. <laughs> Alright. So... Uh, I start with a word... Are That's start good. with a word? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would hope you'd start with a word. That's well, how sentences are built. Uh, there's a word that I had to look up because I couldn't remember what it meant. Okay. And the word is slicker. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's, not, he's not from here. Yeah. 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 He's from a multidimensional cosmic horror. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're actually from Curtisville. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. That's in the next one. Yeah. So the line is grimacing. He pulled the hood of his slicker further over his hairy ears while moisture dripped from his long aquiline nose. nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what that is, right? Did you did you also look at aquiline? Yes. Yeah. It's actually something that uh, it's it's actually comes from the uh, from a Roman word from the Latin Roman Latin word of aquiline because. Uh, Romans actually really liked that no- that type of nose. Like they kind of like strived for having that kind of a nose. Mm-hmm. For those at home, it's like a bird shaped nose. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like a it's basically it's basically a hooked nose. Yeah. Like they want they want like a hawkish uh, appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the the hairy ears reminded me that this guy's a werewolf. Yeah, I was of I was course. straight up like <laughs> I actually I did I did actually look up Aqualand earlier like uh, after I thought he'd be like a snowed. That's what I thought. Long Aqualand nose. I was like, is that a wolf? Yeah, 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 thing? Is that, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, no, it's a it's a it's a hawkish nose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still, like it's like 
No, he's the wolf man. Yeah, yeah, he's wolf man. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, he's not a werewolf. He's he's the wolf. Man. I wonder if he is like actually like fully hairy now. In my eyes, he is. <laughs> also, um, I was looking through the comments of this one. And actually, the last ones because I was trying to figure, like, find some information about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the uh, MM Pratt um, has suggested that maybe Bear is a werebear. Nice. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking up to his namesake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. All right. So, in that sentence, uh, slicker means raincoat. Yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> we know it's in jest, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and then we have a... We've just lost like half our audience because of that. <laughs> I don't know how. Right, and then I have another uh, front butt here. Mm-hmm. Aware. One of the true people, and not one of those whom's who worship and follow the bureaucratic control god of endless torment and false hopes. Oh, God. I forgot about that sentence. I think that's humies. Yeah, humies, yeah. Because... As in a reference to humans. what non-humans call humans. They're yeah. humies. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's actually uh, in folklore, and so, like in like fairy folklore... Like the Fae Folk and the Shay, or as they are summed up. So, okay, there's a uh, there's a word in there that uh, if any of you guys, I'm not sure if either of you guys found it and like, well, what the fuck is this? It's a uh, city, or like it's spelled S I D H E. Yes. It's actually pronounced Shay because it's Gaelic. It's a it's actually the, right. it's actually a term for the fairy folk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in fairy lo- folk uh, culture, um, the true people is actually what they are sometimes called. Okay. Yeah. And then humans is just yeah. <laughs> Why do they just call them humans? Hmm. Uh, it's slang. Just like a, it's I like guess. A slang. Yeah. It's how the character talk. It's how the race talks. Exactly. It's how the race. It's how the race slangs. <laughs> Another line. The shirt. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Anyway, sorry. Mikey, continue. But young Welsh wasn't so sure. Having heard enough gruesome gray man stories to acquire a persistent fear of thick gray mist and silvery opaque eh, opaque sunglasses. So it's the front butt. Yeah. Yeah. I finally got to after I said the first sentence. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I like to I like to interrupt. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> what we do. Alright, this next one, I, I feel like there's an extra shuffle. So Really? I know I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I can take it or leave it, honestly. Can, can I hear it first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let him hear it. Let, him, let, let the audience and gamer hear it. Yeah. He thought he heard the slow shuffle. Shuffle of footsteps. Yeah. So okay, it's, it's it, shuffle, and then there's a comma, shuffle of footsteps. Yeah. But why is so, it there? So, it, uh, basically, like, um, not enunciation, um, like, just kind of like, the, like, heard a shuffle, the shuffle of movement. The the's not there. Yeah. Or shuffle of movement. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll say it, this, it if there, there was a the or an eh, 
in front of the Perhaps. second shuffle, it would be better. Yes. But still. Honestly, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. It's using shuffle to describe a sound, and then shuffle to describe an action. Yeah. yeah. So, heard a shuffle, and then... Like, it, they should be different words. Yeah. Well, if you just get rid of the one, then it becomes... He thought he heard the slow shuffle of footsteps. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Which, no one could complain... Where no one could complain about that. Mm-hmm. That's wrong with that. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you're specifying... And he heard a slow shuffle, and that's like, the shuffle of a deck. Be like, oh my god. <laughs> my god. A street magician's about to get him. Yeah. <laughs> Again, in this universe, that might be deadly. It might, it, be like, it yeah. might actually be, yeah. It's like a kung fu hustle situation. Yeah. Just like, it's, it's like, the, yeah, he's just throwing the cards. Just gambit style. Yeah. <laughs> Magic getting float around everywhere. Yeah. Some guy walks in with like a a suitcase and it opens up, there's like ten nunchucks, he throws them in the air. He's knocking all the cards out of the way as he's flying towards them. Exactly. Alright, and then we have a front end. Woo! Said no one ever. Wow. Wow. Can we, can we hear it? Yes. <laughs> I, I gotta breathe. No, you don't. You have no lungs. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, they're made of nebulas. Oh, okay. Every time he breathes, a star is born. Wow. So don't exercise too much. Of it. So we don't overheat the entire universe. <laughs> yeah, until we get the uh, heat death of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, this dream sucks, he thought, as he looked about in great disappointment. Nothing here but old food stuff he can't eat anymore. And that was when he glimpsed the vending machines across the room. And, and <laughs> however, yeah, however, mm-hmm. yeah. just then he noticed the but. <laughs> Wait, no, no. <laughs> All right, then we have another front end. All right, and this is talking about the uh, the fetuses. The feet high. Mm-hmm. It's probably not feet high. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Audience, let, let us know in the comments down below what, what the plural of fetus is, because we're too lazy to look it up. I'm right pretty now. sure it's not feet high. I don't think it's feet high. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not, it's not like fungus, <laughs> where it's fungi. Yeah. Yet, instead of being avian, they were vaguely simian with the consistency and coloring of something exhumed from a mass grave. And yet, they weren't dead. Yeah, I read that because I'm, I'm probably going to end up rereading that entire paragraph uh, in my actual thoughts. And mm-hmm. I, was, I saw that and I was like, Mikey's going to comment on that <laughs> He's one. He's got it. Mm-hmm. All right. And then... Not you use an ant at the beginning of your sentence. It's how I talk. It's how I talk. Plus, it's dialogue. Yes. <laughs> oh, how, 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 
How convenient for you. Right? I know. <laughs> uh, I hope our audience likes our little, like, petty bickering. I would hope so. like, if you don't, you're on the wrong show, buddy. <laughs> no, don't tell them to leave. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> you're just uh, fighting more. <laughs> okay. And then I feel instead of a comma, a colon would be better. Okay. For what? Sorry. Unlike the previous notes, the script was sloppy, faint, and shaky. It was short, but was enough to jerk him into rigid and terrified wakefulness just before dawn. It read... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Everything you just read wasn't me. It was a monster. It was a doppelgamer. Like doppelgamer. <laughs> doppelgamer. That's my other clone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the faker in yellow and the doppelgamer. Yeah. My God. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like, yeah. Just, yeah. All right, and I feel this needs another you. Another me? No, another you. Another me. I mean, just one's... ignore him. He won't stop. He's a recursive, uh, recursive cycle. Just keep going. Yeah, I mean, that's so. Fortunately, for you haven't seen the second room where the unspeakable, horrible thing happened to those missing people. So I type it like, fortunately for you, you haven't seen. Yeah. This is another different comma situation. Mm-hmm. The way I had it is fortunately, comma. Oh, actually, no, wait, that's the way it is. Fortunately, comma, for you. Mm-hmm. And um, I corrected that too. Fortunately for you, comma, you haven't seen. Yeah. Which yeah. is, the believe what you exactly said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So we found the same thing. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been keeping track to see if you guys have been talking about my other ones. So we'll see. <laughs> so I'll just I've been re- I was reading things, trying to figure things out. Gotcha. In the story. Uh, and then this next one is kind of clunky. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a whole of the hell scene in the Event Horizon movie. Yeah. I read that, and I was going to make a note of it, but I don't see it. (laughs) Did I put it in my notes by accident? Either way, continue. Yeah, so it's like, reminds me a lot of the hell scene. Yes. The hole is what I'm stumbling over. (laughs) Whoops. And then that's it for my grammar inquisitions. Cool. <laughs> Mike drop. <laughs> Mike key drop. The E stands for evil. Wow. You're hilarious. Mm-hmm. I try to be. Gamer, what do you At got? At least you're trying. <laughs> Anyways, I can't find that one that you just talked about. I could have swore I made a note of it. So, um, pretty early on. Yeah. Pretty early on. Um, they're talking about the the different names for the 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 gray gentlemen and such. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, the way it's commented or not commented out, I don't think it's correct. But you guys tell me. Also, <clears throat> who also went by names of the gray lurker, comma, Grimmin, or the gray gentleman? Period. Yep. Shouldn't it be who also went by the names? Of the Grey Lurker, comma, Grimmin, comma, or the Grey Gentleman. Like a second comma. No. Because the way I read that is, the second name is Grimmin or the G- Grey Gentleman. Also, is, this, could, is an entire name. Also, with regards to that whole sentence, it could be, um, 
where he took on a modern-day form and that now had a big following among coastal towns and villages of North California, Oregon, and parts of Canada, who also went by names of Grey Lurker, Grimmin, and Grey Gentleman. So those are actually the names of the towns and villages <laughs> along the coast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the because like, that again, it's another reason why that that sentence, that whole sentence, that four that four line sentence needs a period somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Also, does that seriously not need a comma there? Like, no. But it. It's one of those things where, like, if you list a bunch of things, the the or yeah. is it usually just at the end between yeah, the last two? Yeah, it's usually or or and. And and is the same. And there's actually, I think, it, if you put a comma in front, it's a, an Oxford comma. How's that? Uh, it's a specific comma before the joining, which before or well before or an and. You have to do a specific type of comma. Yeah, and Wait, people don't use it anymore, so it's actually... What does it look like? I need to know. It looks like a comma, but... So I already... Before. I did an Oxford comma on mine. I just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not needed. Yeah. To some. And because, like, at that point, yeah. like, it's it's like a... Set, like, yeah, because it's... You're basically... The and or the or becomes the com- the break between the two... Well, for um, me, when I'm reading a list, I read the commas as breaks. Yeah, so but, it's a very and that's funny. Like most of yeah. like, their breaks, like commas are breaks for everything except for the last word. That's annoying. Well, that's English for you. Yeah, that is English. Quite annoying. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you could make a petition to bring back the Oxford comma. Yeah, sure. Here's like, fellow uh, listeners, heed my call. <laughs> Help me bring back the Oxford comma. <laughs> yeah, said no one. <laughs> Of like a petition going with just me and like the the doppelgamer, <laughs> the faker and yellow, and the faker and yellow. Yes, all three of us will sign that, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing we have in common. Yeah, you're, in you comma. Make... And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continue. Okay, cool. So, um. After telling Walsh about uh, the cows that died in Roswell and all that, and comparing it to the the deaths of all these people in the bunker, he, um, he's, okay, so I'll just read the whole thing. Uh, not quite, said uh, Croyce quietly. Those cows all died from natural causes, and then the predators, buzzards, blowflies, ghouls, whatever, came along and chowed down. That's all, that's all. No dopehead Satanists, no half-assed alien surgeons, no Agent Smith or Men in Black, no sinister government conspiracies, just natural forces at work. Period. And then the next one-line paragraph starts, uh, which is a quote of, by the same person saying, whereas those people suffered the most painful, most hideous, unnatural deaths imaginable. So a couple of things. One, how does he know that they suffered hideous, pow- like painful deaths and second of all, shouldn't those be connected in the same paragraph? Because they're yeah. talking about the same thing. Yes, technically, yeah. It's the same. Like because it's a new paragraph, I figured it was Walsh chiming yeah. in, but I don't think it is. No, I, th- no. I think it's Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's two things. Either a, you're correct, and that guy is actually in on it because yeah. he knows things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or b, he's he, an elf. He used magics to scry into the past and see how they died. 
or when they saw the bodies, they were in like their their final like expressions were like one of horrible pain and anguish. <laughs> so it's like it's right there. <laughs> Cuz people generally die with like uh unless like if they're dying in a horrible way, they generally die with that expression on their face. <laughs> okay, but couldn't you couldn't one like move, like poke the freaking eyebrows and move it after the you could, but I mean, they're exper- like they're they're investigating it. They wouldn't like touch the the body. Oh, I don't mean them. I mean whoever did all this. Like, okay, yeah, but that, if, if someone di- if someone dies like, with a horrible look on their face, once you pick them up and throw them around, wouldn't that like move their face around and it wouldn't be in unless that? they died where they fell, like where they fell, like that's mm-hmm. where they like they they were. I get the, these hundreds of people were all here and then just went <clears throat> yeah, or yeah. Like, something happened in there and just like butchered them basically. It didn't say anything about external it really, wounds. Yeah, it, it just said they all died. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So I, I don't know how they died. Yeah, of suffocation. They were in a bunker. Weren't they exsanguinated a little bit, or huh? Weren't they exsanguinated? Like, I don't know they, what that means? <laughs> their blood. Oh yeah, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, because it's comparing it to the uh, the Roswell like, yeah. or the the cat mutilations. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I gotta say, I gotta put this out right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Aliens and, and government conspiracy, that, that's total bull, bull honky. When you, when you consider that, like, there's British imperialists and, like, demons in, uh, from hell and fairy creatures fighting off elder gods <laughs> in, a, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the multi-dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty mundane. <laughs> but aliens? Comparison. Nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, just like... Uh... <clears throat> that's where we draw the line, apparently. Mm-hmm. That and also sleep paralysis. Yes. <laughs> we haven't brought that up in a while. We probably should. Well, Mark was sleeping. He was. Yeah. He had a horrible dream. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm on your side today. That's weird. <laughs> this feels weird. I don't like this. Can we go back to how it normally is? No. Alright, fine. Moving on. Um,. So, uh, the quote is, then it was back to the halls of Curtisville Middle School, and then there's a line break. Yeah. And then it jumps to, it wasn't until around lunch that I finally found out what really happened to Clarissa and all that. And I'm just curious why there's a line break there when it's the same person talking. Yeah. The first time the line break shows up is when it goes, um, Walsh's stuff, and then line break Mark. Yeah. And then Mark talks for a while, and then line break, and Mark continues talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, or yeah, rather... Uh, Okay, sorry. I have a second part here. After reading what's after that, the I believe the line break is there because that is a direct quote from from the, the paper. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Mark doesn't chime in at all yeah. during that. Mm-hmm. But it was at, when I first saw it. It was weird because I thought it was another scene transition because that's exactly what the first one was. Yeah, which is one of my problems with the previous one. There was no clear scene transition. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now there is. The first one. <laughs> no, there, there, is, there is now a clean... I think even when like it goes back to Walsh, or Welsh again, it's... Actually, I don't think we go back to Welsh at all. Do we? Like, straight up his point of view again? No. no. Yeah, so it, this one actually does like have a break uh, when they cut back to, like, between Mark and Welsh. Yeah. I just didn't notice the break from Mark talking to it being a direct quote to Mark talking again yeah. until I read the whole quote. Mm-hmm. done. And then this uh, last one's minor. Oh, by the way, Ma- Maggio? 
Me, uh, Maggio, yeah. By the way, Maggio is the most common Japanese way to say, quote, which, comma, and then it continues. Though there's no end, end quote. quote. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just, open well, quote, which, and then continue. So uh, the, the, re- the rest of the entire story is dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> it's all <laughs> quote. <laughs> that's the thing, like, yeah, because, like, like, that's how you do, like, um, continuation of somebody talking, is you just yeah. have the first quote. And then you leave it uh, off of the like, the end of the paragraph, and then you just have another beginning quote. Yeah, but the That's thing is, it happens. In, no, the no, in this, yeah, yeah, in this one, it's so, yeah. yeah. So essentially, what probably happened is during editing, he said, "Okay, between here and here, I don't want any end quotes," so he got rid of them. Yeah, and then not realizing that the witch needed an end quote. Yeah, yeah, because you're saying it's the most common way to say witch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's basically an editing error. Mm-hmm. Well caught. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I try. And that's the end. Alright. So onward to actual thoughts. Oh boy. Uh, Nate Welsh didn't mind the fog, but this particular fog made him uneasy. Woo! Werewolf cop! Yeah. Also, I really like how this story starts off with like the atmosphere it gives us, uh, like of him like, going through the woods and like all the like the fog and some of that, mm-hmm. and then also giving us the story regarding the far the far life or the gray man. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good lead in to the overall plot that happens. Like, and there is actually a payoff for why he mentions the far life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next one, actually, can I chime in from there? Sure, go for it. Um, I completely disagree. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's terrible. Um, you're wrong. Um, that being said, um, yeah, I agree. The, uh, the the description of all that was really awesome. But like, the, the one thing that that whole segment uh, made me think of is, um, well, here, essentially this. Hang on, I'm gonna do. Oh no! Just for sound, oh, no. just for sound purposes. Okay. So it's like, um, it's so the quote is uh, dimly ahead. He could. Make it just the lights of the other investigative team. Towards the west, the soft murmur of the ocean, and the continuous mournful drone of the foghorns. G-O space W-E-S-T. Enter. You have a job to do. You can't... Uh, you make a note to visit later. All right? Then uh, G-O space A-H-E-E-A-D. Enter. You approach the inv- other investigative team and continue the plot. Like, essentially, it feels it like feels a text based adventure. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, to the west is this. And yeah. ahead is the other investigative. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do? <laughs> it, it does kind of feel like that, but at the same time, like, it is also really well described in that Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm not giving yeah. it negative points for it. I'm giving it, giving it positive points. Because it felt like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> you are the gamer in yellow. Is it a video game, though? There's not that much video point, going on. Point and click games. Yeah. Or, like, those, those like, choose your own adventure things are yeah. technically a video game. Text based games are video are, Yeah. Because it's on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, that's true. Alright, so my next one is, that's nothing new. We're not, we're not the only Earth in the space-time continuum. We got communist cat people living next door, as well as tentacle-haired monster clowns and steampunk British imperialists. The only reason they haven't invaded yet is because the forces of fairy and hell keep, the, uh, keep them in line. Elves, the fairy terminology, magical multidimensional ecosystems and horror. I freaking love this universe M.M. Pratt has created. Like, it's horror and whimsical modern fantasy, and I'm just so down for the setting. <laughs> wasn't, them, wasn't one of them communist cat people? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah communist cat people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just Khajiits? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's got Lovecraftian horrors from Beyond Time and Space? Sold! 
<laughs> yeah, they strip name drops. Yeah, they name drop so much <laughs> shit. Like, uh, like Lovecraft and Cthulhu. Not just Lovecraft shit. Like they name drop so much fairy lore in this. Like yeah. again, like the Shay and. Uh, like they bring up like the fact that there's like territories between the Shay and, and the ma- the real world and like the normal world, and then there's just like secret world le- secret world legend style thing where like there's secret societies that like keep them keep like hell dimensions and stuff of like that at bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like oh my god, like yeah, it's called the SNTF. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> okay, but natural task force. Our shit aside, like this world that like. Emma Pratt has made is mm-hmm. super fun. Oh yeah, it is. There's a lot of things yeah. happening. That said, oh no, <laughs> I go on to my next quote. Kind of like those aliens in Independence Day. A pixie patrolman interrupted. <laughs> yeah, it's pee pee. Wait, isn't this set in the '80s? Like the first couple of stories have been. Shut up. Or is this? <laughs> is this Independence Day came out in, in the mid '90s? Does it say it's in the eighties? Okay, it doesn't actually. So this story, the last story, which is the continuation of yeah. it, and the next story after that, which is a sequel to that, don't specifically say they're set in the eighties. But it kind of we gives, just felt it. Was. It has it's had that feel since the beginning yeah. of the series. So yeah, I, and also like there were mentions of like kind of eighties culture and stuff or eighties like material. Um, in Shadow Fog and Firelight, I thought we like we kind of like pinned it at like being like late eighties, early nineties. But that one isn't a direct prequel. It is actually because same time. Well, after that, like remember that like that all that stuff was like basically a dream thing that somebody was the neighbor, like um, Mark's neighbor was having, and then the person on the uh, there's a person on a ladder that got zapped by lightning. That was that we find out that that was Constance. Is that a hundred percent confirmed? Yeah, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure. Like. Evan Pratt, if you would like, if you are hearing this and would like to confirm with us 100, mm-hmm. percent like voice from God, like kind of thing, please let us know. I like help us help us clarify that. Well, they've been dropping culture reference like Men in Black. Oh, and I, I, I'm going to get there because <laughs> yeah, it's. I think this is yeah. I'm pretty sure this is set outside the 80s because like as the story goes on, like we get like Men in Black, we get CSI. Um, Event Horizon. Those are all from like basically uh, like two thousand, like like between the eighties and the two thousands. Okay, but who said these things? Was that the narrator or a character? Off and on, the characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, Legitimately, like, like Constance mentioned CSI, and I actually looked oh, yeah. up CSI, CSI investigative uh, unit or whatever. Like the the first one yeah. came out in two thousand. Okay, um, and then all the movies that referenced like the Event Horizon and all that stuff that all came out in within the nineties. All right, so, mm-hmm. so that's what it yeah. is. I feel like the story is probably set in the early 2000s, like maybe like the first decade of the 2000s, mm-hmm. um, which I mean was kind of like the 80s anyway. But <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on to the next one I have, and then my next uh, quote and comment. Mom and Dad, as well as the neighbors, talked about it for several weeks. How so many people just disappeared without a trace. The numerous police interviews and statewide search that eventually turned nationwide, then worldwide, as reports came of hundreds of other witness disappearances across the globe. Wow. It would have been nice if this... Because this, is, this all starts sparked from, like, um, Constance mentioning that her family is, well, like, her family has gone missing. Like, mm-hmm. been, like, gone some of that. So this would have been nice if this was brought up in the last story with regards to Constance and her family vanishing. 
I, re- I actually went back and tried to like see if I could find any like inkling about it. It is brought a lot of the stuff in the last story just mentions that like she had a really shitty like family life mm-hmm. and or, like just true uh, cult fanatics and stuff yeah. like that. Or, like, no, particularly because her family were uh, fanatical Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff like that. Yeah, but it never mentions that like her parents vanished until like the the next part of this letter. In the next story, that they didn't vanish. (laughs) (laughs) It just like kind of like threw me off. It's like there's a little bit of continuity issue there. Like I would have liked if there had been some kind of some inkling or mention in the last story that like showed like gave gave us some context or some information about like that because like we had to read like two stories in order to get like the full image, the full idea there. Oh, you know, or like it, having to redraw no, no, an the, image in your head. <laughs> the, reason, the thing is, it's as if the story in, in in this instance, it makes it feel as if the the writer um, came up with that for this story alone, and like completely negated um, something they mentioned, in, like contrasted or co- uh, basically what was contrary to something they mentioned in the last story. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying because, like, in the last story, it felt like. Up until her death, she was living at the trailer park or whatever yeah. with her. Or and now suddenly she's not been. No, she hasn't been for years. Yeah, so for a year at least. Yeah, because <laughs> um, that all happened a year ago. Is when her family went missing. But like, but also the 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 Grayman has been controlling her body for four years. Year. Yeah. So and all all that we've been reading has been the Gray Man for yeah. a year. <laughs> like all, like the story we're writing, the, the letter we're, uh, Mark is reading. Has been actually the Gray Man recounting information about well, somehow. Is mm-hmm. it the Gray Man or is it the that ghost is, of the girl? It was explained that everything she, uh, Mark has read up until, except for that scrap of paper that uh, he got, was actually her body, not her spirit writing. Because they they went to the they had the powwow in the the locker room or whatever the maintenance right, right. closet, yeah. and after three of them, she was the last one to leave, and they made the deal that whoever's the last one to leave yeah. they has to surrender their body. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like she straight up says, like that wasn't my body. That was uh, that wasn't me. That was who's written the story. Who's babysat you for the last couple like, over the year? Like mm-hmm. it's all been like my body being puppeted by something else. Like yeah. as in so this letter that you we were reading through this entire story has all been a lie, or at least the entire previous story <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and the start of this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But continuing on. Um. So this is this is just like something she mentions. Like, okay, sorry, I tend to ramble on a bit. Moving on, you really like to uh, dump exposition too. That seems to be the biggest issue with this story is it's telling us a lot of stuff but not showing us a lot of stuff. I might have preferred actually if Constance's story, like Constance's investigation and her meeting the the Clar- uh, Clarissa and like all the, the little click there and all that mm-hmm. and like dealing with the Chalmers and like summoning the Grey Man had all been its own story and not been a letter that Mark is reading like it kind yeah. of it kind of um, it, it kind of makes this story a little bit bland because you're reading it as a letter um, and so like I, I get what you're saying because yeah. it's almost like Mark is unnecessary in this it really he really is mm-hmm. like he, he's been constantly he's a told, narrator yeah he's a narrator who's been constantly told like, sorry for getting you into this. The only reason you're here is just to read the story so, so that the audience can read it. <laughs> like, and put it on creepypasta, though, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> except, that's not, except that's not how the story's, like, formatted. Yeah. So it's just like, why is Mark reading this? Like, like I feel like... Yeah, I just feel like... This, like also, I feel like... I do like the idea of, like, Mark... Of having, like, kind of two separate stories kind of intermission, like... Uh, it's like, technically three. Yeah, well, no. Welsh's story, Constance's story, and Mark's story. Yeah. 
But I feel like Mark's story and Welsh's story, because Mark has has a connection with the dream casting, basically. Like Constance has top billing. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> like I feel like Constance's story could just be its own separate story. Like yes, that could yes. have been written and fleshed out and proper and like properly like have us like a so good Welsh. Welsh as well, but I do like how the story does like contrast between like basically Delta Green, i.e., like the adult stuff, yes, and then having uh, Little Fears stuff, uh, Mark's like dream traveling to the bunker and like seeing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that contrast, but I feel and like the Nancy Drew situation and then the Nancy Drew things really just needs to be its own separate story. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like, if you did separate these three into three stories, I don't know if Marks could hold out. But I, I think Marks honestly needs to stay with Welsh's. Yeah, because that uh, and just have Mark not be just reading a story through or reading a letter the whole time. Have him like be more dream like explorer. Because mm-hmm. that way it also... Oh, so it's like one of those things where it's like um, the, the the cop show and then there's the psychic that they bring in. Exactly, and it's yeah. Like, what do you know, kid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, like have maybe like while, he dream, while he's like dream, in dream form, like one of the ki- people at the uh, at the investigative uh, the investigation notices him like psychically and they're like, uh, what's this, this kid in here? Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> there's, there's no one there. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, oh, shit. It's like, we got ourselves a psychic explorer. Get him. <laughs> Like I feel like like that would be a much stronger story. Also, it would give dream a dream uh, angle that is actually like meaningful mm-hmm. because he's seeing like he's psychically exploring the world, but it's also kind of being veiled through dreams until he looks hard enough, and then like reality starts seeping in. Like he didn't know what like he didn't he didn't see the bodies in the bunker. He saw a clean, pristine '60s bunker. That might also be because he can only see things that are alive. That's true. That needs Hence, to be, how we could see the fetuses. Then that should be properly uh, flushed out mm-hmm. uh, in a in a single in a story that is just Welsh and Mark's story. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I just really feel. I just like over the entire, reading the story. I just really felt that Constance's story should have been separated from the other two stories. Yeah. Um, like it, the, both of them are good. It's just not really good together. Is there so? Is there a continuation of this after? Um, yeah, there is. An, there is another sequel. I'm not but sure. Is it a direct sequel? I believe so. Okay, um, so maybe Mark will come around to be more important in that one. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm not sure how direct it is, uh, so we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah, just I was not very fun. I, I, I've not really liked. I've not really been down with the whole like transcript of Constance's story. Like I love the letter, so mm-hmm. that was where I was going with that originally. Uh, and then the next thing. Uh, well, it turned. <laughs> speaking of her letter. Well, it turned out they were investigating the Chalmers also. But unlike me, instead of being really discreet about it, they started asking the triplets a lot of... Uh, up for, uh, a lot up front... Oh, wow. Okay, that one actually might be... They, sh- they started asking the triplets a lot of, a lot of upfront questions. It's just a lot up front? Yeah. Apparently these fashion-savvy junior investigators have watched a lot of... Have watched a lot. <laughs> wow! No, no, I'm. Uh, it, this is actually missing like little words, like a lot of CSI crime scene investigation. Is it saying a lot crime scene? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, and other TV crime dramas, and thought it was all really going to be quick and easy. So I'm definitely getting some Little Fears style vibe. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, like in the previous. My previous comment. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely was getting some some uh, Little Fears tabletop RPG vibes um, from the Mark Constance side of stories. 
like Constance's investigation with little kids and high and school and stuff of that. Mark uh, reading this and then his dream tra- dream traveling ability stuff. Versus the Shadow Run Delta Green vibes I was getting from Welsh and the adult side, where like it's adult invest in paranormal investigations with paranormal creatures and half creatures as the investigators who are in the know of like a secret world. Mm. Legends. <laughs> the legends of the, the secret, secret world that they're in. Yeah. Yes. Um it, to me it was a nice contrast, like, but I think the again, like I said, like I'm hammering down. Constant story would have been better as a separate story and just had Mark and Welsh's contrasting like kid adult um, mm-hmm. investigations be like that way. Yeah. Uh, and holy shit, that's a long paragraph. All right, you can summarize it. Well, okay, basically it's it's um it's it is actually I'm going back onto Mark's uh, dream traveling. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, so his uh, basically just like in in the story, uh, he glimpses the vending machine. Um, the vending machines and like walks over to it and there's like a dim yellow light cast uh, from a ceiling fan the best kind of from light. a ceiling lamp um, that makes it uh, like stuffed to the brim with, inside of the machine with like the gooey like stuff and when he sees it he at first he thinks it's dead chicks one of those newly hatched near fetus you might str- stumble across uh, somewhere in the woods apparently that's, that's his words <laughs> um Floating in the dingy, in a or floating in a dingy jar of preservatives on a shelf of a school biology lab, another quote from the story. Um, but and as he wandered closer and started looking harder and scrutinizing it, um, he was proven wrong. It was fetuses, but it wasn't bird fetuses. It was more like human or simian. Um, and so, my comment to it is, I love the use of dreaming here. Like I said earlier, because it's astral projection. But in a manner where, like, the he's either subconsciously or psychically draping the world in, like, the dream world. And so, or interpreting it through dream, basically. He's interpreting like, his astral projection through a dream lens. Mm-hmm. And it's not until he starts looking deeper, like, looking harder at something, that, like, the horror of reality starts, like, leaking through. Like, starts, mm-hmm. like, c- coming through the cracks, basically. He's looking at it with a... Uh... Like a children's kind of lens, or exactly, it. and then the adult lens starts like, or the adult like a scalpel, an adult scalpel starts cutting through the lens. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's a really interesting way to show a kid encountering horror out of whimsy. So, yeah, I'm really, I really enjoyed that like reveal of like what was in the the vending machine. Yeah, what was the big deal about the vending machines from the previous one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now we know. It's like, why did Bear freak out? The vending machine is kind of like, so I, don't, I don't know what the fuck we still don't quite know what it is, but there's a lot of grotesque Exactly, yeah. Um, except they're moving and twitching too, so they're like almost like ghoulish so maybe they're actually like, and we do find out that like, yeah, the Chalmers were straight up vampires. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's basically where they with their baby factory <laughs> Like their ghoul, their monster baby factory. Yeah. Um, and then moving to uh, just another another quote with a uh, a comment about the um, uh, uncanny exposition dump. Oh, by the way, Maijo is the most common Japanese way to say witch, and Marina got a lot of yam- yamoba or yamaba. And Marina got a lot of Yamaba from her mom's side. 
So it was not surprising that Marina had a lot of issues, practicing black magic being a rather minor one. Okay, jeez. And this keeps going. Like this, the, the whole revelation of what's going on in like that, like is just on a scrap of piece of piece of paper in sloppy writing, written message. <laughs> Did she really have time to write all of this while Mark slept, <laughs> and then give it to him? She's a ghost. I, I guess mm. I don't know. It could literally just be here's a blank piece of paper and just <clears throat> done. yeah, like it's a ghost doing it. Mm-hmm. They're not limited by like Mike. You could write faster than us, right? Because you're not limited like we are. Totally. <laughs> Definitely, maybe. <laughs> and like previously, like like um, like right at the beginning of that of the blurb on that scrap of paper, it's that wasn't me who wrote that letter or took those photos or came to babysit you recently. That was my body, but that wasn't me. So Const- and so going back to it, Constance's body under the possession of the Grey Man wrote a letter detailing her involvement with the Chalmers investigation and demise. Like a full year up to her death on the live wire was spent with the Grey Man walking around in her body, killing off like tons of people as well as the Chalmers. And only now, at the end, we get Spirit Constance spouting her final exposition dump in a letter form to Mark. Before she goes, well, and moves on to the next, like, stage of existence. I, I really, I cannot hammer enough how much I really wish this story was separated into two separate stories. What's and your, where one was is, not a letter. Is your problem the fact that she showed up at the end? And just dumped all of this stuff, which answers a lot of questions that we had from the previous story and yeah. this one. But it's so done so hastily. Well, it's because it's, it's like, like this, okay, she's a ghost... She's dead, and she's seeing all this shit happen. It's like, crap, I need to slightly manifest so I can do this. Okay, how do I do that? It's like a Dragon Ball Z situation for five episodes. I get it. Just to charge up enough to write down this in a minute. I get it. She's like, I'm out of here. I get that, and like, I can see that in a story, like, maybe, but like, at the same time, it doesn't make a lot of sense as a, like, it feels more too, it feels too rushed. Like by the end of the story. What if at the start it said it took me a long time to get enough power to do this, but here's what's no, happening. That, I don't think that would do it. I don't like again. I just don't. Let, I did not. Uh, by the end, after when we finally like finished from one to the other, I was just like, I really did not like the letter writing, uh, the, the the letter form of this story. Like I wish it had just been like us. Going through like like going along with it firsthand exactly with yeah. Clar- with not Clarissa with Co- uh, with Constance and like having some tension because you could have some really great tension with her like is she like why did the Clarissa and her clique want to see her or like like all that stuff like it's just like uh, the way it's done here it's bland yet expedi- like, expedited yeah it's just a summary it doesn't have any emotional impact I mean the whole thing could be done first person even through multiple characters yeah because like it could be like. It shows Constance, her school life, and the Clarissa person acting weird, and then it it switches over to Clarissa's point of view, and she's going through and doing things. Yeah. And then it goes back to Mark. Yeah, I don't know. GTA style. Maybe. <laughs> See, yeah. I, uh, he just goes up into Cloud Simulator for a minute, and then Again, the problem is, like, it... The way this was, like, the letter was written, like, I have no, like... it, it and, and then, like... The way it switches, that like all we've read up to this point was not the actual character; it was something else. But most of it was true, though. 
Most while that shit true. happens, it's just these the creature was telling Mark all of this for reasons. To incriminate him, maybe? Like, but making him an accomplice? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, like, That's why? the biggest question, is just why? <laughs> also, just on another subject of why, the monster wipes out the world population of Witness. Like the Jehovah's Witness. Damn, that's going to have some ramifications both in and out of story. Yeesh. <laughs> like, in story, that'll actually, that could have some, like, interesting, like, ramifications of, like, an entire, like, religious sect basically being wiped off the planet mm-hmm. by an elder tort, by some supernatural creature. And at the same time, out of the game, like, this out of story, author better be ready to hear some negative, co- uh, some, hate, uh, some negative comments about that. Because, like, I mean, Jehovah's Witnesses aren't great. I mean, aren't... Eh, Speaking well, of negative comments, yeah, direct I mean, all of your negative comments to the cult sister. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, like I, I, I know some Jehovah's Witness, like they're like, and they're not that bad. It's just and like wiping out an entire real world religious group <laughs> in your story, like that's no, that's that's kind of just like not, that's not good. That's not going to do a lot. Does the Grayman have a reason to target them specifically? I don't, I don't really think so. Aside from like maybe like they were. Um, it's because, like, they were, in the story, the pa- the parents and that commun- that com- kingdom community were, like, kind of, um, imposing on the, on the magical territories. Like, they were basically roughing up their turf, and so they decided to put a hit on the entire religion. <laughs> but, like... Yeah. Jesus. It's also basically the rapture. Really shitty rapture, yeah. Because yeah, Cause yeah, yeah, exactly. Like ramifications in story, like people are going to start thinking that like the rapture just happened because all these people disappeared, mm-hmm. like publicly, anyways. Yeah. Like privately, I mean, like Welsh and his team, like they know the truth now. They just know that, like, basically, like somebody just grabbed them all and wiped them out. Honestly, Welsh just no shit right now. No, no, really, they don't. Like, the Mark's the one who knows the most. Yeah. So then, Mark in the next story, Mark needs to tell. It's like needs to tell all this stuff mm-hmm. to. Uh, and and Constance even says at the end of the of the story, if the authorities tell uh, like ask you any uh, tell, them ask you, like, tell them everything. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So, is Mark and Welsh going to become buddies and we'll I, have a buddy horror I, in a way? I hope, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I I I was I did actually mean to like. Sneak peek at the the, the next story, but I totally forgot. <laughs> That's patient. That's cheating. Yeah, but yeah, it was just like, oh, I, just, I I read that part. I was like, wow, you you just you just wiped out the entire an entire religion. Yep. Uh, and I, I did actually see a couple of comments in the in this one on the the bottom of this one that were like, it's like I'm I'm Jehovah's Witness, and I take a major offense to this. Like we're not all crazies. Mm-hmm. No. The story doesn't say that they're all crazies. No, but well, he said they say that the the parents are crazy, and that that's really where it is. But like, I can see somebody who's of that religion kind of taking offense to this a little bit. Um, and I also just don't really like us again. I I really don't know why the need was to wipe out the global um, population and not just like that one community of nuts. He's an evil, mean yeah. spirit of unknown origin and. Methodology and you don't know that the whole community is nuts. We just know the parents. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> call the kid a black cheese. <laughs> what? What? What did you say? <laughs> Calling the kettle black. I guess. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. 
because basically you, you say it's like yeah no they're not all crazy just this entire group <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, just this small just this like this localized area like localized like lo- a place no, I don't know I, I yeah like it's it's uh, <laughs> yeesh the horse is dead yeah <laughs> it's already dead <laughs> my actual thoughts are over Mikey what do you get uh, what's with the picture of evil popcorn? I was gonna ask that. Damn it! <laughs> I, I think so. I, Evan Pratt has has done the artwork for every single one of these pieces, these stories. Um, I, I are those feet tied? I think they might supposed to be like her representation of like the fetuses in the in the uh, the vending machine. You want to see it? No, I've seen it. Yeah, it's popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, popcorn, it's, it's popcorn with creepy faces. It's like those, it's like that terrifying, uh, uh, like Cineplex ad or uh, advertisement. But it's like the popcorn. Oh, yeah. real. It's like we're going uh, going to the far edge to Cinema Twelve. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, those are terrifying. Um, yeah, it's just like I'm not entirely sure why they were corn with creepy faces in the story, like. Legitimately, the fog from the previous, from like the first story way back when, would have been more suitable for this because it would have made it would have been more like appropriate to like the gray man and the grace and like the gray mist and so of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a cool drawing. It's cool, like like photo manipulation and illustration. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. I just but, don't understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, its relevance to this story doesn't make sense. Outside of maybe having the, like basically being kind of like a. a uh, a hint of like the creepy fetus things that are in the uh, the vending machine. That's about the closest I can come to something. Yeah, like there's no bodies; they're all just disembodied heads. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fully defending it. I'm just like giving like a possible suggestion for why it's there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so do the ghosts locker. Or haunted locker. Yep. And the explanation is that she stayed in the locker too long and suffocated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lockers have air holes. Yeah, they have vents. Yeah. So it would make much more sense to me if she was locked in there uh, on a Friday and, and then stuck there, over. stuck there over the weekend, then she dies of dehydration. Yeah. That would work. Or starvation, or... Uh, what would you die of thirst? Thirst. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can last a, a couple of days, uh, a couple more days um, without food than you can of water, without water. Depending yeah. on the yeah. the temperature and climate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if there's juice boxes in here, though? <laughs> but no food. Uh, it, it would be one of those scenarios where it's so close yet so far because you're in a cramped... Can't bend down to get it. Oh yeah. yeah, and you can't like use your feet or anything because you can't. You don't. You have no room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that you would know. Not that you've ever been thrown into a locker. God, right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kidding me. They're not lockers this big. <laughs> oh. Alright. So the next thing is really my main issue with this story. That Mark is still just a seven-year-old first grader. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's never... We never get that mentioned outside of, like, in the story. 
Yeah, but previous story, and yeah. if this is a direct continuation, it which is. it is... Yeah. You want some clarification on his age and grade? Well, What's the problem? No, the, the issue... And uh, I'll give you a quote here. All right. From the previous story. <laughs> At first, he got the uncomfortable sense that he was intruding on something of major importance... Then a sense of wonder soon took over as he noted the vintage supplies lining the concrete walls. Why is a seven-year-old interested in vintage supplies? Why not, sir? That's the way the character thinks. <laughs> he likes old yeah, shit. Like, yeah, like, I liked weird shit when I was, like, seven. Like... It, it, I, I, I don't know why you're attacking this at this angle. Like, <sighs> I, I, I'm with you, Mikey, because it is weird. But there's so many other eccentricities in the store in this world. Uh, and then there's the other thing when it, it's talking about the the fetuses in jars, like a dingy jar of preservatives on the shelf of a school biology lab. Yeah. He's in elementary school. They don't have biology. Mark labs. isn't saying this. The narrator is saying yeah. this. And the narrator is saying that Mark is looking at the vintage shit on the wall. So it's not Mark going, oh, well, that must be from uh, 1912 where they, well, you know. He thought just... they were dead chicks. One of those newly hatched near fetuses you might stumble across every now and then in, in the, the woods. woods or floating in the dingy jar of preservatives. Yes, the narrator so has complete control, and the narrator can see what the character sees and see what the character's thinking. It's not Mark going, I have the, seen this. I have seen this in a science lab. I know I've seen this in the woods before. It's Mark that did this. Mark did that. I'm actually halfway between you two right there. How dare you? Because... <laughs> Yes, he shouldn't be in a, in a science lab at that age and that grade. I don't think it's... I think I still think it's him actually, like... Um, like, him, like, noting it. But, I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, I still... like I feel like I knew that kind of... Like, I, like you know what I'm saying? You're saying that, like, the kid at school wouldn't pass, like, a, a, an open science door, like, a science class door, and not see, like, the cool, creepy things on the, on the, on the shelf? Elementary school. They didn't have science class when uh, I, I attended elementary school that had the creepy stuff. That was more high school. Maybe it's the difference between uh, American and Canadian education. Isn't maybe you're British? pulling at straws. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're pulling at strings here. Um, I think it's jump on the team gamer now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but seriously, you keep yeah, saying yeah. Mark did this, Mark did that. Yeah. There's, there's nothing possessive in there saying that I looked at this, I noticed that. So it's a narrator. Yeah. So essentially the narrator, in, in regards to the vintage shit on the walls, the narrator is noting that Mark n notices the weirdness of the old shit on the wall compared to the new, newer complex. That's the, the length that I took it at. So he's essentially saying, that, that doesn't match that. this. What's yeah. that? Yeah, it's, it's in favor of having, like, flowery pro and, like, details rather than have a seven-year-old's mentality as, like, who's shiny? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the, I, the, uh, he might know about the bird, like, a, a bird fetus he found in the woods because he's a seven-year-old. 
and near a bunch of forests, so he's probably played out in the forest a couple times. Mm-hmm. But um, although in this in this town, I don't know why you would let your child in the woods. <laughs> yeah, good point. With things like the wandering Titanius uh, or Titanian uh, creeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think it's it's somewhere in between, like him his perspective as well as the narrator being flourishing mm-hmm. or being uh, being detailed and fla- flavory and my my other issue which is the same issue I had with last time is a 7 year old reading these notes and i i i'm, I'm going to agree with you by the by the end of the story i wish it had just been a non letter yeah. like i wish there had not been a letter and we just had a separate story to be gifted <laughs> <laughs> well, he already has. He is half. He the, might be the, half the dream <laughs> gift. So I mean, he can't have two gifts. Um, that's that's really uh, speculative, sir. Maybe he's Jewish. They get like eight gifts or something, right? Specifically, <laughs> how many religious groups can we piss off? What? Uh, that's true. <laughs> yes. On Hanukkah, they get like eight. Hanukkah, you heard me. Unfortunately, I said that incorrectly on purpose because we're being silly here. Two critical levels. Yeah, I guess so. Critical. Le- we're hitting critical mass. Yep. All right. So uh, that's all it. Right, done. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mikey's really saying it's like, well, I'm done taking my taking the, this the, this like verbal beating. <laughs> Fuck it, I have more notes, but I'm done. Fuck you guys. So my first note was uh, living popcorn. Damn it, you took my thunder, but that's cool. How dare you? Well, I mean, it's just going down the line because he stole the fr- first front butt I had. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I yeah, but I don't get fucked. I'm at the end of the line, so I don't get to. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> uh, right at the start, the very first words are, Nate Welsh didn't mind the fog. So, right off the bat, not a narrative man. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Good also, guess. woo! Also, Wolf continuation Wolf. of Wolf Copman. Yes. That's Wolf cool. Man. Yes. And then, um, oh, the slicker part, I forgot I had a, a note about that. Uh, grimacing, he pulled the hood over his... Of his slicker, further over his hairy ears. Right, he's a wo- uh, werewolf cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. just maybe remember that because he said hairy. Mm-hmm. Um, then Croix muttered as he and his fellow officers led the way through the banks of fog. Ever heard of H.P. Lovecraft? No, tell me about him. <laughs> I would love to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised well, you had no notes on. Oh no! Oh, trust me, trust me. I have notes in in my final thoughts. Oh okay. No, I yeah, I, I spoilers for that. I was like <laughs> super giddy, thin girl, super super excited. Yeah. And then I'm um, continuing on from that. Um, uh, Chorus explained patiently uh, about Lovecraft created one of the most intriguing multi-layered mythos of uh, comic horror literature. Then in bold, the Cthulhu mythos. So awesome! Only bold font can properly display its well, importance. Yeah. Yes. Also, it's not comic horror, it's cosmic horror. I'm reading it quickly. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to correct you. How dare you audio not to me? <laughs> I will. Fine. Well, it's hilarious. Yeah, it is kind of funny if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. Giant octopus man with three, three sets of eyes, bloated, fat body, shitty wings. Does he fly ever? 
No. <laughs> um, <laughs> except for in Secret World Legends. <laughs> yeah. But it's not really quite him, but it's, it's totally him. <laughs> um, yeah, and he wakes up, is about to ruin the earth, and then some Swedish sailor uh, stabs him in the, in the belly and makes him go back to sleep. <laughs> That's literally what happens at the end uh, in Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu. Oh. They just ram a boat into, into Cthulhu as he rises. Okay, well, stab... Okay, when you said stab, I imagine he had, like, a little spear. It's like... Eh. No, no, like, stabs him with the mast of the boat. He puffs like a balloon and then re-re-recombinates and goes back to sleep. That's He weird. would have ruined... The, he would have destroyed the Earth had it not been for a Swedish sailor who happened to be in the area at the time. My only weakness. <laughs> Stabbing <laughs> boats. My one weakness. Damn it. That's a weird weakness, especially for a sea creature. Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, it's very, it's actually very uh, adequate because so many sea creatures get like fucking pwned by propellers and yeah. boats and stuff like that. Like manatees, um, there's actually a whole like conservation like effort in Florida to help manatees who have been horribly mutilated and scarred by getting by getting too close to the surface and being hit by propeller blades. Oh damn! Like they ha- like you see them like they're these poor little creatures have like giant scars on their backs and stuff of like that from when they were hit by. Like, we're completely off the rails at this point. Sorry, continue with your. Okay, uh, I started talking about Cthulhu. And yeah, that, that's all, a problem. That's it's really my fault because I brought up Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna try and like push myself out of this corner, <laughs> cultist corner. No, Cultist Corner TM, do not steal. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yes. So with the Titania Creeper thing. Yes. So um, the, the quote is, Never heard of him, Walsh murmured in regards to Lovecraft, uh, swatting a wandering Titania Creeper away from his face. Bloody exotic. Wish people would stop importing these fairy pests. Also, that's not... It sounds like that's a quote, but it's not. Yeah. It's just the narrator saying that. So what did this guy do? And then at this point, like, uh, in regards to Titania, Don't as in the it. Queen of the Fairies or the Warframe, I'm confused. So, Titania... I, I, I have more notes on Titania, okay. so you can wait. <laughs> Alright. So, and also, just fairies are out in the open in this world? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So then, uh, my Titania 2 note is, <laughs> um, uh, Kreuz saying, Don't thrash around like that, you'll only make it more mad. As the small crowd converged on him, Welsh managed to break free from the vine's embrace. So the creeper... So it's creeper as in a creeping vine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking it's Tinkerbell. I, I legitimately thought... Oh, I have yeah. Titania 3. <laughs> I, I did think it was like... Before I heard the vines, I thought it was like this giant like mosquito-like creature. Yeah. I, I imagine that Tinkerbell was harassing no. him. Yeah. Yes. No. And then... No. It's just a, a creeper from Minecraft with vine appendages. Totally. Then he would have. Quick, get it off! Get it off! It's gonna blow! Yeah, he would have exploded. <laughs> and then uh, part three, um, directly after talking about the vines embrace, not the greatest introduction into the local fauna. Croix pulled Welsh out of grab range. Really sorry about that. I should have explained earlier. But you said it's a vine. Yeah, I, I feel so. Like... It's flora, not fauna. Yeah, I really feel like it should have been flora. Is it a fairy or a plant? It's both. Or a fairy that summons plants? It's probably both. The Titania Four, right after that, is um, it's not your fault. Walsh uh, muttered, still casting a glowering eye towards the still squirming menace. Blame the idiot who decided to plant this ab- aboral assassin so near a bloody footpath. So it is a plant, thank God. Yeah. I'm so glad 
that I know what what to envision this is because I'm sure it's never going to be mentioned again. No, because it's just set, <laughs> and it's it, not because well, it's just set dressing for the universe. Well, I know, but like I, it's one of those situations again where it's like it tells me a thing, I envision it as something. It tells me something else. Okay, it's like that. I know it's like that. No, it's like that. No, it's like that. Okay, okay. it's gone. The first part, <laughs> the first part where it just mentions the Titania Creeper, like that's on you because like it does eventually say what it is. The problem is, is tell me what it is. It's a vine. It's an assassin vine. It, it's talking. The about... problem is though he mentions fauna, which I believe is you're, it, it, it probably should have been flora, not fauna. That might have been just a hiccup in in the writing. But it's saying that it's like it attacks his face and yeah. shit. Yeah, like la- like lashes out. He's like swatting at it. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't, like I, yeah, you can take it as a bug, but like later we are we are given a proper like description of it, or a proper. Like direction for for its description, but yeah, I uh, like maybe maybe like explain maybe maybe explain in that sentence or around there, like when he's swatting it, they swatting it like a vine like tendril or something. Yes, like that. that would have solved all the problems. It's the fact that it's called Titania, so I assumed it's a fairy, and then it's saying it's a plant, and this says a vine. The thing is, and swatting from his face, like you're... there's so many. Provers of both sides of the argument that I had no idea what it was, and are you okay? <laughs> I had no idea what it was. Yeah, no. Um, the thing is, like, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what it was because no. it has nothing to do with the story. It's except it's set dressing. No, sorry, <laughs> it is, but it's confusing. It's set, set dressing. It's set dressing. Like the world is, um, like, okay. Titania, yes, is the Queen of Fairies. Yes, it is Warframe, because it's named after the Queen of Fairies. And yes, ti- but, but, uh, yes, it is, so it has something to do with fairies. Titania is also the domain of fairies, of, of certain fairies. Okay. So it is a location, as well, as a person. They're not in a location. No, but it's a Titanian. It, it, it is a creature from Titania. Yeah. So it's a Titanian creeper. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's from Titania, but, but, is what they're saying. But Canada geese. Yeah. You don't call them Canadian geese. Yeah, you don't. Do we not? No. no, no. <laughs> Thank Canada you, Mikey, for supporting my, my, my bullshit. <laughs> I lost my bullshit. Okay, but it doesn't tell us that. Like, I would have to do research to figure out all the specifics for where the word Titania is used to know that. Whereas this story is telling us so many things, why can't it tell us that one thing and leave it confusing? It says that it's it's imported from a place, so yeah, Titania is a place. Okay, but a red rose imported from wherever the fuck, it's still called a red rose. It's not a whatever the fuck red rose. But a can of geese <laughs> is imported from that. Yeah, they're imported, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, we're gonna have the exact same. We're gonna, we're gonna have the exact opposite reaction then to this because, like, it's like if we take a trillium and import, like, export it somewhere. It's do they call it a Canadian trillium? Or they call it an Ontario trillium. Would they? Perhaps. I thought it's just a trillium. I don't know. Regardless, it's confusing and it pissed me off. All right, that's the long and short of this. Fair so moving on. Yes. Um, then it gets onto the the spot where it's talking about. Um, we're not the only Earth in this space-time continuum. There's communist cat people living next door, tentacle-haired monsters, and steampunk, steampunk British imperialists and all that. And then, like, at this point, I'm 
I'm like, really? I'm, I'm both intrigued and also decreeped at the same time mm-hmm. because of all the outlandish, silly things like communist cat people. <laughs> it, it's like creepy things are happening, but then you mention all these like silly things and it kind of brings it down for me. Eh, I, I sum it up to being whimsical horror, like weird fiction and whimsical horror. Because like it has like so many weird, like cool things in this world. But there are still horrifying things. Like I just kind of wish there were all horrific things being name dropped, mm. because they would keep it in the creepy kind of sense. I think the contrast helps, like make when it is horrific, it is horrific, and like the the whimsical stuff is kind of like a nice breather from some of the horrific stuff or from some of the horror. Okay, but it's because there's all those breathers, you start getting creeped out, and then the creep goes down, and then you creep up, creep down. There's no like it doesn't escalate. Because yeah, but every time, time you mention something silly, it's bringing you. If it's out constantly of it. horror, like there's oh, the, the bar is getting ra- raised higher and higher to spook the uh, the audience. Whereas yeah. in this way, you, like the bar stays at a decent level where you can like get creeped out when when there is actually like an atmospheric horror in this otherwise whimsical place. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just didn't like it Fair. that part. Um. I have a completely different, complete opposite take on that. Well, because, like, if I'm wanting to be creeped out, don't tell me about communist cat people. Because <laughs> it's silly. <laughs> anyway, so the story comes out where we have to deal with the communist cat people. Then you'll be sorry. Will I? Yes. I'll just befriend them. No. Why not? Because we don't allow communists in this house. <laughs> Fine, I'll leave. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yes. So, um, um, I don't know if this is actually grammar or not, but I'm confused about it regardless. So in the paper that Mark is reading, talking about Constance moving after the adult disappearances, common human etiquette and kindness did not apply in my old home. So why should it apply to any of that LDS lot? Do you not know what LDS are? No, I don't. Latter-day Saints. The Mormons. Oh, yeah. Okay, I had no idea what that short form it's, was. That is actually a common short form for the for the, uh, for the LDS, otherwise known as Mormons. I was not aware. That's the end of my notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we move on to final thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, all, per, this is gonna okay. So we should probably get this. Like we 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 it should go without saying, but I'm gonna bring it up. We all have very different opinions on like what we mm-hmm. like and our taste and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely just a personal. Uh, opinion for recommendations and stuff of that, as it should be. As but, all are. And all are, say. yes. But I'm just going to go. So, all in all, I continued to get pulled in and enjoy the world of the Curtisville stories. Though it definitely has some issues in the writing, specifically with continu- uh, continuity between stories. For this story specifically, establishing the time period a bit more clearly would have been appreciated. My mind kept bumping up the timeline from the 80s onto the early 2000s as I read pop culture references like because the previous ones we had like the, the, the pop culture references were left to like the mid 80s and then suddenly we're not in the 80s anymore like from the you can ones. reference whatever you want I can talk about the Three Stooges right now no, it doesn't but, mean we're the 20s no I get that but that's, that means like, like that's fine because that one's like that but like they were mentioned like I had a preconceived the, it might also be that I had a preconceived notion of what the timeline was here, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the case. But I wouldn't have minded a like an established time period like setting or setup. Um, 
and also with, like the story needed like needed refine the some of the scenes and the pacing a bit. Uh, specifically near the end, though it's prevalent most in the Mark Constance letter segments. Um, Welsh's stuff is pretty solid for me, even when it was being very charitable in laying down some very deep-cut fairy lore, terminology, and in-universe facts. Um, for me, it wasn't a bad thing. I was getting really giddy at all the references of like Lovecraft and like the fairy creatures, and then like... When we get to things uh, that are like setting related, like the wandering Titania creeper, um, I had the adverse effect that the uh, that the gamer had, and was because I felt it was actually brought up in a satisfying way, um, because to me, like just matter of factly like addressing like a creature for in the setting, just feels like uh, the the world is is lived in. So, I was I just accepted it as fact in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid section has a good base it just needs some work I really cannot hammer enough home constant story would have been done better as a separate story rather than the letter format of Mark reading it mm-hmm. um, so with that I definitely recommend for the whimsical horror and modern fantasy vibe setting though it could use some rounds of editing to make it make things more clear and pace it better. So 50% to 75% recommendation, like partial recommendation. And it's really just because of some of the writing issues that we came across. Mm-hmm. Um, and like how things are, were a little bit of a mess in terms of like plot when it came to the, uh, the kids, uh, kids side of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, partial recommendation, about 75%. Mike, he stands for uh, I'm also going to go with the partial recommendation. Uh, I feel that this story would have been better as a part of the previous story to just want make instead of having two clumping them together and then reading over it, making sure everything ties in. Yeah, it feels and, like it could have been a, like a stronger story if it was together as well. Mm-hmm. If we are going to keep the letter format. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I like Officer Welsh. Uh, I like Dream Mark to a degree because he likes vintage things. I don't How dare he? How dare he like vintage things? I know, right? For a seven-year-old? Does an aerator notice that he's looking at something weird on the wall? Also, I'm, I'm also kind of like, I'm personally insulted that you you think that like a seven-year-old wouldn't like vintage things. Uh, anyway. So I'm mentioning everyone else in the story. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then what I don't like is the Constance letters and the fact that Mark is reading them as seven-year-old. Like he yeah. should be able he to should read be able them. To, yeah. At least you shouldn't be able to get all the information that we're given. Maybe she wrote it in like baby language so he can understand it. It's just the narrator recites it back as more flowery. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't accept that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying. I know. <laughs> I was trying earlier too, but it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Basically, a partial recommendation, I'll go around the 66%. Okay. That's almost evil. Mm. Is that why you did it? Yes. 
Cool. <laughs> Good to know. Gamer. So, set dressing, I like. Okay, with the Titania Creeper. This We're going to go back here one more time. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Where's that horse? <laughs> There's a horse right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Because we're still d- little... Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So, I like set dressing. Mm-hmm. My entire problem is the fact that the set dressing wasn't explained to me. I like that there is a a weird magical plant that attacks people that approach the someone's property that it isn't attuned to or something. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I just want to know that that's what it is from the get-go. Okay. Because my my visual of it constantly changed from a little bug uh, from okay, start of bright the fairy that he had to beat the shit out of. Yeah. That's what I imagined at the start. And then it goes to Vine and back to Fairy and back to Vine. That's my entire problem with that. I like that they're set dressing. Okay. Okay. Moving on from yeah. that. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. So, if it's... If you're trying to do a creepy story and you constantly add in, like, silly stuff, it is fun. It's fun to read. But it does lower the creep. So if you're going in trying to be scared, you're not going to be scared by this story. If you're going in to have a good time and have fun, you will enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of, like, whimsical, silly things, and um, there's a, a huge world that's being built and described all these different realities and communist cat people. <laughs> and, and steampunk British imperialists. I don't come give on. a shit about them. Come, come, come. Capitalist, capitalist communists. <laughs> wow. That is the exact opposite. That would implode on each other. The cat people of communists. So, okay. I would, I, I will, I will defer, uh, I will actually defer to, to defer. your opinion. Defer to your opinion. If you are. But was, <laughs> I will defer to your opinion here for a second. Mm. I feel like this story could be easily categorized as weird fiction. Because weird fiction mm. blends or mixes, uh, matches, uh, straight like mm. the weird whimsical stuff with horror to create something in between. Yeah, and that's what mm-hmm. the story has done. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy the read. It's just like I need to when I'm reading something, I need to essentially evaluate: Are they trying to scare me, or am I, are they trying to help me have a good time? Both. And I had a good time. <laughs> Um, I wasn't really scared by anything. Yeah, no, there, I mean, there are some horrific things. There's some creepy things that happen, but. Even some of the creepy stuff that is mentioned in that letter, so I had really no emotional impact to me because everything is second, um, second hand, second hand, or even third hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, where you're not physically experiencing it yourself. And I believe I mentioned that last yeah. time. I think honestly, the best part, the best creepy moment in the story is when he's dream traveling into the bunker and the the, the vending machines. We're actually kind of a creepy revelation. As yeah, to what was they going made on. a vending machine creepy. I know right? <laughs> that's cool. I appreciate that. But I'm not gonna lie. It also, I, I'm also privy to a an illustrator, a Swedish illustrator uh, named Simon Stillhag. Um, I apologize if I've butchered that name. I'm sure you have, but continue. Um, he did a series uh, of illustrations, like he does paintings um, of like '80s weird like sci-fi stuff. I think you've shown um, me these. Tales from the Loop is, yeah. is his first book, and then he did one called um, the thi- uh, Things from uh, Things from Things from the Flood, 
And the things from the flood is basically so Tales from the Loop is like all the happy, like the happy and weird shit that that happens, like robot giant robots mm-hmm. and dinosaurs in, the, in like uh, like coming out of rifts in time and sort of that and mod- popping in the modern world. Things from the Rift is like the dingy dark brother of that. It's so a DC like, universe. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like uh, and in there it has machine cancer um, as as a uh, as a topic of uh, of, of the, some of the paintings. Basically. Okay. It's objects like a radio, like a stereo radio, or like a TV and some of that. But there's like, in the innards and some of that aren't circuits and whatnot. It's like horrible, pustulating, organic, bloody things. Well, that's fun. Like, gro- like mutating and growing from the mechanical stuff. And that's kind of the imagery that popped into my head as as we came up, we approached the vending machine. Because mm-hmm. of the whole, like, again, like, fetus, uh, giant, like, massive fetuses in a vending machine. Yeah. Also, none of us mentioned the, um, uh, the situation with all of the, um, the kids, the, um... The, the, the club. Like, the yeah, scene. where, like, they all were hospitalized because they oh. had, um, like, weird growths in their gonads. Yeah, they were basically, girls, they were, like, head- Which I, I had to look up the definition of gonads <laughs> because, as a male... I assumed gonads meant testicles, <laughs> yeah. no, but it, it doesn't. It it's means just private parts. Yes, I, I didn't know that girls had gonads as well. Yeah, so that's um, cool. Also, yeah, I did. I did look up the the name. Like, I can't remember what it was called. Tumeris, tumeridase, or something like that. Basically, it's it's tumors that have teeth and hair and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, they're basically. Um, uh, when you, if you have a you know, had a uh, a twin brother like at birth, but like they were absorbed when you guys were in the fetus stage, mm-hmm. they were absorbed into you. Yes. So you sometimes have like extra growths that are like what's left of your brother. Or so essentially, those extra growths in these people in these kids were like the creature trying to take their body or something. That or they were just hexed by the by the Chalmers mm-hmm. triplets, which oh, I almost, that was from them. Yeah, yeah. I almost yeah. thought actually that it was like so because um, because there's been so much fairy lore spouted in this story, like deep cut fairy mythology stuff in this. Mm-hmm. I almost thought it was basically being fairy blasted, which sounds silly, but is an actual fairy folklore thing that hap- that that is said to happen when you uh, cross a fairy. They will. Um, fi- uh, fire this magic at you, and you will j- literally start like having like um, sh- like wounds and pustules and stuff like that that burst. And there's like shells and hair and twine. That sounds and, exactly like stones stuff that coming out of your uh, out of your head. But it's like, yeah, like honestly, it feels. I feel like I thought it was almost kind of something similar. But then when I looked at what they mentioned, it was like a medical version of that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, and maybe that's what the doctors uh, counted up to, but it's actually being like they were fairy blaster or magic blasted. Specifically in the old phrase. Yeah, they were next, basically. They were, <laughs> that's a weird target. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you're, and you're There's aiming... There's the horror right there. You're aiming horror. center mass with the Hadouken, yeah. right? But, like, you're aiming a little low just in case they dolphin dive. Yeah. I'm using terms you probably don't understand. I don't. Call of Duty terms. Because dolphin diving is when you run and hit crouch to go... <laughs> they dive. Gotcha. Yes. Because... Mm-hmm. Cool. People are jerks. Thanks for the references. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> We're still on my part. I know we are. Yeah. So I enjoyed it as a fun story, but it was not creepy to me. Okay. It's probably one of the least creepy creepypastas we've read. Um, but you still enjoyed it. I still had fun because it's a whimsical, crazy, multi-fairy creature situation. And that with was fun some horror aspects. With some horror aspects. I just wish that everything was first person so I could actually feel what the characters were feeling more. 
The closest we got was Welsh. Yeah, honestly, Welsh's was the tightest of this of this part. Well, the closest actually is kind of bare from the previous, where you actually see the effects on this person, what happened to him. Yeah. Where Welsh is just like, I don't give a shit. Werewolves aren't scared. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he, like, he's not scared, so why should I be scared? You yeah, know? Fair. But Bear, it's like, I kind of want to know more. And, and we did find and, more. And with now the we know what he saw. What he yeah. saw. He and, saw the, the creepy-ass fetus vending machine. Yeah, so the entire creep area is the... Um, the sleep situation? Yeah. Probably. That's where the creepiest things were. Which is great, because so many times dream sequences in stories do not... Well, at least the majority of people mm-hmm. who read them are like, well, why do I care? It's a dream sequence. Yeah. But, like, we actually have something, a reason to care. Because it's not just a dream. Yeah. He's actually seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe he'll be in the next one more. Let's I hope. See. Yeah. I, I really want it to be... Like, the cop show situation where they bring in the kid that's a psychic. Yeah. What do you know, kid? Also, so, just another thing, uh, like, about the story. Uh, I did notice that, like, uh, I think the story came out in 2014. Like, 2014, 2013. Uh, okay, does that matter? No, not saying anything. Like, not just, like, kind of... The, <laughs> you uh, stared at me and gave, gave a pause like I'm supposed to say I, something. I did think it was fairly... I thought it was more recent than that, but... Yeah. Just a little bit of trivia. Okay. Cool. I might delay. I don't know what no, it's really cool. You know. <laughs> that, thanks, thanks, gamer. You're welcome. Anyway, continue. Are so, oh well, yeah, I enjoyed the story. It was fun. I, I recommend it as long as you're not going in there to be scared. Yeah, like if you don't like. Okay, yeah, like that's another thing. This story is like I think I even mentioned like as long as you like if you're like up for like the whimsy world that like mm-hmm. has been created here that you're gonna like it. Yeah, like, if you're going in expecting, like, a straight-up, like, true crime horror, like, Baraska. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it sometimes creepypastas don't need to be, like, full-on, like, horrific, like, stuff. They There's different, like, spectrum. Like, different things in the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, so... I guess that's uh, that's it for this week's episode. <laughs> so if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're on iTunes, so leave us a review and rating. Let us help uh, help us spread like a virus. Uh, you can also uh, uh, contact us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey's at the East Ends for Evil. Uh, Gamer and Yellow is at Gamer and Yellow with the W, because Twitter hates him. No, because they took my character. <laughs> they took your character. Uh, and uh, I'm at Review Cultist. So you can uh, get a hold of us there. Uh, you can also leave us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Uh, look up Aldente Rigamortis and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with early access and special episodes depending on the tier you choose. Uh, and for those patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. Seriously, sincerely, from the bottom of all of our hearts, thank you. Um, You're the lifeblood of the show. Yeah. Um, and to the listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely, because without you guys, we wouldn't have a show to talk about these stories. So, again, cannot thank you enough. Until next time... I have been your host, Review Cultist. I am Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs>